0: We're back! We're back! It's a distraction! I'm Drew! That's Roth! Just you and me, Roth! How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm pretty good, dude. I'm on vacation. I'm on island time.
0: Well, guess what? I am also on vacation.
1: Wow! Wow. Are you also on island time?
0: We are. I am in Maine and you are in Maine. So at long
1: last, it's a Maine cast, finally. We're All about Maine! Brought to you by America's blueberry growers. We bring (laughs) you your Blueberries.
0: I was here last year, I got so sick of blueberries by the end, just shitting out blueberries, and I was like, you know what, I never need to see another blueberry again. And then we got here, and my mom made, like, blueberry crisp or something, and I was like, ooh, blueberries, without having any, any recognition of that the process was absolutely going to repeat itself, and that I would never want, I'd be like, you know, like, like the, old, the old stereotype where they're like, hey, you know, they used to serve lobster in prisons here, and then the prisoners were like, no more lobster like that's going to be me with blueberries in two weeks. Yeah.
1: Yep, it's tough. I mean, this is that's uh, the part of the fun of being on on vacation to a certain extent is just having to confront uh, your stupidity in the lowest stakes possible ways. <laughs> like for me it's just the question of like the question of my life, the broader question is how much would you pay for a sandwich? And like I'm getting called on that bluff every fucking day here and it feels fine, but it is definitely the sort of thing where I'm like you know I should be more aware of what the upper boundaries of uh, what you pay for, like, stuff inside a hot dog bun should be.
0: Uh, I used to be like that. Like, I I only shed the dad gene, like, maybe a year ago. Where, like, if anything, particularly a food item, was over five bucks, I balked. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, if I went to Cozy back in the day... And a sandwich, you got like a, a fucking ice cream scoop of buffalo chicken in a <laughs> in a glorified pita pocket, and it was $8, and I was like, oh, can you believe this is outrageous? And if you told me now that like, like I'm in Maine where they have lobster rolls, and f- for a good lobster roll, you're going to pay like 20, 25 bucks, and I don't. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's the going cost of a sandwich. A good thing right. There's a
1: whole... You can work out, like, the whole, like, socioeconomic... You're like, well, it's a complex industry, you know, and there's a lot of people that depend on it. If this is the price that they think they need to sustain themselves through these difficult economic times. then like, that's what I'm saying to myself while I pay $28 for, like, a hamburger bun with fucking lobster on it. I also... But, I,
0: I'm still... Like, I'm going through a process where I'm aging the exact same way my parents aged, only I, I think it's all new and novel and stuff like that. So, like, for example... When I was a kid, like five bucks represented a large sum of money to me, right? Uh, That's no longer the case. And like, it took me 44 years to get used to the idea that basically 20 bucks to a kid is what five bucks was to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was the same for me. I mean, you bring up the cozy thing. I mean, I remember that from my first job, people bringing it in. And part of me, like, it was, like, the first time that that gland had fired in my brain because I was, like, 22. Just, like, the the part of me that will be, like, an absolutely repellent old guy was, like, oh, la, la. You know, you're paying for the sleeve, the plastic sleeve it comes in. Like, it's just, like, totally fucking grouchy. And it was – I think it was because – and it still is sort of true that I'm, like, comparing what I think the price of a sandwich should be. To what I used to pay at like Fiat Deli in Ridgewood for a 1.25 pound Italian hero, that the oh, guy sh- would like lovingly weigh to be like, This is over a pound. Uh, you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the old 96ster of hoagies. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, I was such a, I mean, this is like high school body and brain. I would eat those before cross country practice. Like, I would, I remember before my last cross country race, I ate a prosciutto, fresh mozzarella, and sun dried tomato sandwich that the guy at the time was like, This is a big one. And I was like, oh, cool. I have to run three and a half miles in two hours. It's energy. So bring it on. Yeah. uh,
0: My brother uh, rode crew, and they would dare each other to have eggnog milkshakes before an erg test. And erg test is, and I'm going to get this wrong. He's not. Alex isn't here to yell at me about it. But like, you would just erg as hard as you could, like yank on the rowing machine for, I don't know like 10 or 20 minutes like a sprint it was a sprint mm-hmm. and then you would throw up all over the place and these guys would be like these are high school kids being like uh, you won't you won't have an eggnog frapp and then do that and then they did and then
1: they <laughs> threw up used eggnog all over the goddamn boathouse floor <laughs> that's really i mean first of all they shouldn't make eggnog fraps there's no way that people are going to use that responsibly it's like they rem- do, like, making a gun with no safety on it, and they're like, yeah, this is just in case you need it. Like, the idea of, like, you're only going to sell eggnog fraps to people that are drinking them so that they can then barf them in hideous prank-related circumstances.
0: I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, when I went to the grocery store, and the grocery store was out of, like, they were out of, weird, like, they were out of predictable stuff, like toilet paper, but they were also have weird mm-hmm. shit like garlic powder and, like... <laughs> There was one like tomato cages you couldn't find a tomato cage anywhere because someone suddenly wanted to be a gardener and was going to like victory garden their way through this crisis. So anyway, so I go to the ice cream aisle, the freezer aisle. There's no fucking ice cream. All the ice cream is taken except there's like there's an entire door of eggnog ice cream in like March, (laughs) and and I was like, I was I went back to the kids and I said they had I said I didn't bring ice cream. They were like. Oh, Dad. Oh. And I was like, well, they only had one flavor. And like, you should have gotten it. And I was like, it was eggnog. And they're like, oh, fuck that. They're like, yeah. they like, we get also, it. Dad.
1: Eggnog, eggnog in March definitely has that sort of thing where it's like, well, we've got one more week to sell this thing legally before we have to get on the gray market. So mark Abs- it down. thousand
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> percent. We'll see what people have to say about it. I always have that plan where I'm like, All right, I'm going to buy all the Easter candy the week after Easter, and it's going to, I'm going to get such a (laughs) discount, and it's going to be so awesome. And I never fucking do it. Like the magic's gone, the spell's broken. I can't, I just can't do it.
1: It would be nice to be, I mean, I don't know what other things come with that suite of personality uh, traits, but to be the guy who's just like calmly eating peeps the weekend after Easter and be like, they're still good, you know, like that is kind of, it's a sort of enlightenment, but it's not the type of enlightenment that anyone should pursue.
0: Uh, hey, do you want to talk about actual sports? We should probably, If you do- want, we're on, I, still,
1: I feel like I got another 15 or 20 minutes on eating blueberries and how they make you go to the bathroom. But yes, is, is anything going on with your favorite football team? That's embarrassing and upsetting.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. No, they didn't have a massive <laughs> COVID outbreak at the most important position on the, Field. That was—it's amazing that the Vikings are. I mean, it's totally predictable. The Vikings would be the team that botched the absolute late game uh, situation in the pandemic by yeah. having <laughs> by having a fucking Bronco style QB room outbreak in August of
1: 2021 yeah with Kirk Cous- with I mean, if you have to have it, this is probably a better time to have it than when you need to like text Kendall Hinton you up. yeah, but it's yeah. still like it is it's embarrassing too because it's, it's like you know, it's in retreat everywhere except for like Kirk Cousins saw like one Instagram post and now no one will get it.
0: Yeah, there was an athletic article about the outbreak and one the, and it said one Vikings player said he would rather sit out the season. Uh, than get vaccinated. And I know it's cool. Kirk. Like, it's not even yeah. close. I know, like, Adam Thielen and Harrison Smith haven't been vaccinated, but it's absolutely Kirk. And everyone on the team is already, like, mega fucking pissed at him. And I can't even root for the guy behind him because he's the one who caused the outbla- outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah. So It and- makes you
1: wonder, like, because Kirk Cousins, for me, like, obviously, like, there's a certain type of personality that becomes an NFL quarterback. Like, I can't get mad at Kirk Cousins for being like, I don't even think this guy reads the newspaper. Like, he's not supposed to read the newspaper, you know? Right. But, like, I wouldn't have thought that he cared that deeply about anything beyond, like, I guess, like, having a a lake house or something, you know? The idea that this is the thing that he's going to fucking— yeah, right, like, like boiling his steaks until they're perfectly evenly brown. You
0: gotta parboil oh. the steak before you put it on the grill.
1: That's oh, yeah, because that's that's how you get the fat locked in. Oh, yeah. 100%. What I don't get, though, is, like, this is his, like, fucking stand. Like, this is his, like, I can do no other is, like, not doing the thing that, like, we know works and that everybody that's done feels a thousand times better for having done.
0: Yeah, it's very weird to me because already... Like, this is the first time in my life where football culture has actually helped a situation. Because Mike Zimmer, who's a red-ass dickhead, all the time, just all the fucking time. Yeah, that's his his job. Yeah, he's the one getting up at the podium and being (laughs) like, like, we keep telling these guys get vaccinated because we'd like to win football games and we don't want you to suddenly have a contact tracing situation before we're about to play, you know, make-or-break game against the fucking Packers in Week 15 or something like that, and these assholes won't do it, and I don't know what to do. And this is Mike Zimmer saying this. He's, like, utterly helpless against the total fucking stupidity of it all. And I'm sympathetic with Mike Zimmer, and I'm never sympathetic
1: with Mike Zimmer. Do you you find that when you put on your Minnesota Vikings coaches shirt that you're more sympathetic to Mike Zimmer? No, no, I'm more sympathetic to me as Mike Zimmer, but that's a whole—
0: That's its own— It's a different story. and in, in fact, it's going to be, I was ordered to write about it, and so I'm going to write about it. But I'm not going to write about it now because I'm on vacation, and yet my team's bullshit follows me anyway. But I do, yeah. I want, I definitely want NFL teams to start being like, you know what, we're going to mandate the vaccine. They're never going to do that. And we're going to fine you if you don't get back. Like, they've already have like, an, an elaborate system of fines in place, like each team does. Yeah. Like, they're not directly at saying you're, we're fining you for being unvaccinated, but they're fining you for all the after effects
1: of not being vaccinated. So I mean, If you think about all the things that NFL teams fine their players for, the idea of just like, I mean, especially a lot of it's, you know, like whatever, practice bullshit. And like, it's all just another way of, of sort of enforcing the things that coaches think it's their job to enforce. But like, this is one of those things where like, you're actually making it harder for your teammates. Like, this is like a completely justifiable thing. You just can't, like, I don't think you can find Kirk Cousins enough money that he'll stop being Kirk Cousins, you know, like it, the guy's getting paid like $20 million a year. Like you'd have to find him a lot.
0: It's very weird because like they have Patrick Peterson now and he like, he's been a huge advocate of vaccination and he's, and yeah. they've all been very, very, you know, all the teammates have been very diplomatic about everything, but it's only cause it's August. Cause like when September rolls around, they're going to fucking, they're going to pull, you know, a full metal jacket and strap, Kirk Cousins to the bed and feed him with fucking (laughs) socks
1: filled with soap, man. Order the code red. Yeah, I mean, to me, that seems like the, like, I mean, I wrote about this a couple weeks ago, but I think that that's, like, the natural outcome of this. And you're right that it's, like, football culture for once, like, cutting in a positive direction. But, like, that's sort of, like, a little bit of the spirit that, like, our broader society needs is just people being, like... You're making it much harder for everyone else in a way that's, like, annoying and uh, no one else cares about. Like, can you just not do this? Yeah, it's like it's not going to – like, we're not asking you to do anything dangerous. We're not asking you to do anything, like, scary or that's going to hurt you. We're just asking you to, like, eat shit, like, a tiny amount of it for 30 seconds, and then everybody gets to go back to, like, living a 1,000% more normally. Like, can you do that? And I think if people say no to that, like, we have all kinds of words to describe people like that, you know, but, like, none of them are, are, like, you know – Positive outside of the like, the weird like memosphere of people that are like, I will not comply. Like just like people with complete <laughs> fucking like alpha brain. But yeah,
0: I, it uh, it remind me of um, Tim Burke, our old colleague, uh, tweeted about Tim this uh, like a few days ago, where he was like, you know, I'm seeing all these articles taking anti-vaxxers to task, but it's, they never ever mention the source of their information and take that to task, and that's really yeah. Something needs to be done because yes, I can bitch about Kirk all I want and I do, but it's really who is telling Kirk all this shit because he's clearly getting it from fucking OAN or some you know.
1: Right, that's what that's what I want to know about all of this stuff. Like I don't necessarily like we've gone back and forth in terms of like should you ask Tom Brady about the vaccines or yeah, because like, he's not you like, a to a certain sure. extent. I think he should, but also, like, if he gives up, like, a wrong, dumb answer, which he might, where he'd be like, COVID's bad, but not as bad as tomatoes, you know, <laughs> I and mean? everybody's like, boo, you know, like, it gets mad about it. But I think that there's there's still this sense of, like, you have to be able to like, go beyond individual agency with stuff like this. Like, it, that is a part of it, obviously. Like, this is really, like, it's not just a personal decision, but it is that. But I think also, like, when you push these guys to explain themselves or when they push themselves in the case of Cole Beasley, like there isn't an argument there. It's just a series of like fucking suspicions and like sort of feeling imposed upon. And then there is this like broader sense of just being like like the brain disease that is believing that you're fucking built different than the rest of humanity where you're like, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry that you're like susceptible to pandemics, but like I'm different. Like I also, you're not like Cole Beasley's not fucking different. Like, he's
0: not. But all of them, I think, sense an opportunity. Anytime there's, like, a stupid hill for them to die on, they can't yeah. wait to get to the top. Like, the Simone Biles, like, Simone Biles, uh, you know, dropping out of the individual all-around and other events because of the twisties and because of her, her mental health issues. Like, yeah. no one I know, like, I know one I actually know, begrudged her for that, and everyone was like, congratulations, she did the right thing, she's still the goat. Like, that was basically in my mind, a consensus take from pretty much everybody in America, except for, like, you know, like you have Whitlock and Clay Travis and yeah. all these people who, like, their only way of making a living is to sniff out the most idiotic possible take and to cynically and absolutely insincerely stake their claim to it so they can just be there first and be a fucking moron, even though it has nothing to do with reality. So
1: Yeah, I think it's absolutely, too, that, like, those guys generally, like, that's what they do. Like, they're just, like, members of the, like, shit bird community. Like, their whole gig is, like, to come in and tell you that this thing that you like is bad and you shouldn't be watching it. But it's funny because they also style themselves as, like, media critics to a certain extent. And so the idea is that, like, they're the only ones brave enough to tell you that, like, this thing is not complicated. You don't need to think about it. Like, just like, it's... I guess it's, like, the, the same way that, like, if, like, like vultures could like talk to each other. Like they wouldn't like complain about food. You know? Like no, that's just, they, like, say, they like, sort of this get they know what their job also, is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They'd be like, this is smelly. Like, but not like in a way that I won't eat it. Like this is like what these guys like wherever something like this happens, they just know they go where they're called.
0: I just I remember when when Biles first dropped out, uh some of my co- some of our colleagues were like, Well, I'm not looking forward to the to the Biles discourse, which in reality didn't It didn't exist. I think Tom Lay said this, that, like, basically there was no no discourse outside of just concocted cynical takes and people saying, ah, look at this shit, but none of it really meant anything or was any use to
1: anyone. What's the, I mean, what's the binary with it? I mean, there's people, like, mounting their steeds to defend her, but, like, you're defending her against, like, guys who, like, self-consciously have never created any content that people want to consume. No, no. You know, and so, like, the idea that, like, you look at, like, she, like, her practice jumps have given more to the universe than the people that have, like, been, like, going after her for this. And, like, and they know that. That's why they do it. That's the whole, you know, economy of it. It's just, like, I don't feel the need. Like, it's easy to ignore that. Because, like, no one I know is thinking or caring about any of that shit.
0: By the way, I have a legitimate uh, hot Olympic stick should should be part of the discourse and makes me sound old but actually makes me sound young. Let's make
1: it a part of the discourse.
0: Because right all now. the new sports uh skateboarding and i think i think BMX is new this year i believe mm-hmm. uh yeah, sport climbing okay and sport climbing i hate them like i especially hated <laughs> skateboarding because and not cuz i hate the sports i hate what they did to the sports because like like they basically they took a skate park and they made it all white like like they they took all the color out of it like they had guys just doing one rail trick instead of doing a full Course like they do in like a snowboarding. Uh, I I know I know the event is not called the obstacle course, so I'm already embarrassing myself. But anyway, oh, to, like to have them not do a full do a full run, and it just looks like shit. Like at least with the yeah. extreme games, they made it look like the the sports were being played in their natural environments. So I'm offended by the Olympics not holding a skateboarding event in just a fucking empty swimming pool. And instead, yeah, having this anodyne course that looks like it was made by fucking Pepsi or some shit like that.
1: A lot of that is just the Olympics of everything. Like, I was, I remember talking to Devorah about when, because like breakdancing is going to be like a demonstration sport. I think not in, in like the next Olympics and like Summer Games. Finally. But it's the same thing with like skateboarding. Like, it's an incredible human feat that like once you put it in the hands of these just like plummy, like kleptocrat like IOC guys, like they're going to find a way to make it not just suck, but be boring. And yeah. that's like a really, it's like a remarkable achievement, but it kind of stinks. My, the one uh, skateboarding run that I want to seek out my friend, uh, Kyle Beachy's, like, I think the, the best skateboard writer that there is. And he was telling me about, I didn't see it. Um, Alana Smith, who's an American skateboarder did a routine that was apparently like really beautiful, but like basically trick free and got like the lowest possible score but they just decided to just they were like they just did a run and he was like I have no idea if this was a protest or if they just like didn't care or whatever it was but like that to me like that conflict between like a cool skateboarding run and then the thing that like the people with the judging criteria like will score highly like that I want to understand more about that the olympics for me is always about like realizing how little i know how to watch a bunch of these sports and the little bits of skateboarding stuff that i watch like I mean, I'm not like somebody that's watched a ton of skateboarding videos, but I've seen enough to be like, yeah, this is definitely not like what skateboarding is supposed to look like. Yeah, no, because
0: one of the cool things is, you know, skateboarding, and I think there was there was a big GQ article about Johnny Knoxville, was a profile of them, yeah. And what they were saying was that you know skateboarders were were some of the first people to film themselves, the athletes, first athletes to film themselves and get video cameras and stuff like that, and you know their house videos. You can find any of them on YouTube. Or they used to make DVDs and pass them around to each other, and they were fucking great. And it needs and all of that sort of DIY spirit is missing from
1: these events on NBC, and I it really bums me. Yeah, like how could it be there? You know, I mean, I think that that's like it's the idea of like bringing those types of sports into the orbit of the Olympics. Like it's cool in the abstract, but like the Olympics itself is so like thunderously like determinedly uncool that I have no idea how you could not completely wash it out you know
0: yeah i know it's uh, we've gone we've once again gone to an unhappy place in this well this would be a good time to take pardon. a break then it would be a good time to take a break but i also will say that the nfl preseason starts this week so that's pretty oh, yeah, cool the hall, the
1: hall of fame game yeah Dak Prescott will not be participating in it you can't ask why that's HIPAA. <laughs> yeah that's hippo uh we'll take a break and come right back
0: All right, we're back. We're going to play some funny games very quickly. Uh, You want to remember a guy, David Oh, my God. More than anything. It's been too long. It's not basketball season, but, hey, how about Eldon Campbell? Remember that guy? Hell, yeah.
1: Eldon Campbell, uh, a Clemson basketball product, I I believe. Possibly played on the same teams as as Dale Davis. So two high-top fade kings of a certain era. Uh, Campbell was a net at the very end of his life, and I remember... Watching him in warmups at a game I was at, and not the end of his life, the end of his career. Uh, hopefully, Eldon Campbell is still doing great. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember he was um, one of those dudes where I was like, This guy's just like a lot, uh, like all his body parts are way bigger <laughs> than like another person's. Him and Reggie Slater were like guys who couldn't really play well for the Nets, but were like proportioned in a way that reminded me, uh, how weird athletes are. I'll also
0: remember Eldon as the, uh, He'll be the tip of me of like the, the Lakers fallow era between like Magic and Shaq yeah. Kobe, where like they tried to make there would be like, and they're superstar Elton Campbell. And I'm like, that guy's not a superstar. He yeah.
1: fucking blows. Like he scored 18 <laughs> points a game. But yeah, that was all those guys, Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel. They had some cool guys on those teams, but it was like they were just normal basketball teams you' want by debtor cancelled yes unless it's about Eldon Campbell because I already implied he died. uh it is not about
0: debtor is not about Eldon Campbell your debtor cancelled subject this week Matt Damon is he dead or canceled Did he Matt actually Damon-
1: get so this is one of those things where like I'm uh usually my relationship to Twitter and the news is like that of a foie gras goose to like of the butter tube but I've (laughs) unplugged myself from my, my uh, feeding device this last week. So I'm faintly aware that Matt Damon is in trouble for using the F slur, but in a way that implied that it was bad to use the F slur. Is that right? Right. He was uh, he was, he was giving an interview about how he had was growing as a person
0: and (laughs) as a husband, and father, uh, obviously, and that he used to use the F word, not fuck the other F word. And, uh, and then his daughter wrote him a touching letter to get him to stop and he stopped and he said it was a few months ago Incredible. In, in, this year yeah which like dude, dude and by the way if he if Matt Damon was still using that word like in February Ben Affleck is totally still using it oh, yeah. all the time just like, <laughs> I hadn't like walking about that into angle. a just walking into a bench bar being like what's up f words yep. i cannot <laughs> So you yeah, can't, I mean, we, we always, I always say these people are canceled and then like, they're like, they're like Andrew Cuomo. You actually can't murder them. Yeah. And, and David too is one of those guys
1: where I always associated him with having like, like decent politics in the way that like people that have $300 million in the bank can have decent politics. Where he's like notionally pro-union, but also like he just lives in a series of like island hideaways. <laughs> like has no idea what actual people's lives are like. Yeah,
0: it's very much in the Jeffrey Lurie strain of liberalism. Like I think, the old epithet was limousine liberals, which was used by Republicans. But also, it's totally apt. And like I think we now we use the epithet neoliberal instead. Yeah, I think he's in that sort of Clooney zone of old school, like Hillary Clinton type liberal that.
1: Yeah. yeah, which, I mean, I guess it's, like, better than, you know, whatever, just somehow, like, curdling into being a reactionary and stuff. Like, cause he, Yes, he's better than James Woods. Right, which is, I guess, you know, uh, they're both good actors. Uh, but, yeah, Matt Damon's definitely the one that I would have, uh, like, some beers with. And then maybe, like, he have, like, one more beer and would use a word that you're not supposed to use. And I'd be like, hey, man, don't say that. And he'd be like, you've helped me grow so much.
0: Let's open up the fun bag. Lance writes in, why is David Roth Roth but Drew McGarry is Drew? Is it a sports thing? Is it a guy thing? I'm not sure because two of the people I'm on a last name basis with at work are women who I refer to by their last names. I think my first bait name basis, last name basis is about 80-20, and even within friend groups, it depends more on the person than the situation. In other words, in my friends from group chat, there are three first namers and two last namers. Does it have anything to do with the actual sound of the last name, or is it something else? Roth, why do I call you Roth and not
1: David? I don't know. I think that that's, because it's happened to me, I mean, it like happened to me, Like, I mean, I'm fine with it, but it's like, that's been <laughs> the case in a bunch of different scenarios in my life, but not in all of them. That, like, that's not what yeah. people, like, that I went to college with called me. And yet, like, it is what people have called me at work, like, for, at the very least, like, at, you know, at, that's been an advice and, and here. So, I don't know, like, I, I feel like the short answer or, like, and this might be, like, there's probably a bunch of exceptions to this role. Is that the reason you're Drew and I'm Roth is that, like, that's one syllable each?
0: Yeah, I think, I think part of it's laziness. Also, I, frankly, have a lame last name. So I think it's
1: I, a good last name. You just got to figure out how to say it. Yeah, but you don't have to live with this last name. That's true. So. I have to live with the uh, name of the guy from fuck the Panama video, dude. I mean, like that's right. We, we've all got our crosses to bear, man. Like this is how this is. Well, look, I'm I'm gonna go through the, the
0: staff right now at defector. Barry Pachewski, I call Barry Barry. Albert Bernico, sometimes I sometimes I call him Albert, sometimes I call him Bernico. There's no rhyme or reason there. Yeah. Tom Lay, I call Tom. Billy Hazley's Billy. Chris Thompson is Chris. Dan McQuaid is McQuaid. Dan, or... Or no, he's McQuaid. Yeah. Because he has a cool last name. Yeah, McKenna is McKenna. You're Roth. Diana is Diana. Giddy is Giddy. Jasper's Jasper. Justin's Justin. Kelsey, sometimes I use McKinney. Lauren Tyson, sometimes I use Tyson.
1: Ray, we're going- Ray can only be addressed as sir.
0: Yeah, Ray is Ratto. Redford is Redford. Sammer is Sammer. Oh, Laura Wagner is Wags. So... I think it's really a matter of taste, just which one sounds better
1: coming off the tongue and which one sounds a bit more snappy. What's, what's weird for me is getting about called Roth by people that I think um, would not, like, at work. I mean, like, in real life, whatever, like, nobody calls me anything. But in at work, like, the idea of, like, uh, like, Kelsey calling me Roth or something, like, I don't think she's a big, like, last name as your name type person, but it's like you have had this impact through the, uh, through the podcast. I think it's just the way that you say, like, Roth. Like, I think that really, like, lodges <laughs> in people's minds. And so people who would ordinarily call me by my first name now don't. They like last names are having a moment. I, uh, there was a moment when you were reading the question where I thought you were on the verge of a Simmons thing, where you're like, is it a sports thing? Is it a last name thing? <laughs> but first. I, uh,
0: <laughs> I also think it's a football, it's definitely a leftover from my football playing days. So a football team, everybody's by their last name. Always.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think the first person that called me Roth was a coach, and it was because there's another David on my team for basketball. And like, I didn't, that yeah. was, you know, at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm in the pros. Like, I'm in seventh grade, you know. Yeah, you're either going to be referred to by your last name or by
0: asshole. Yeah, I was so going to say, like, like,
1: this bitch. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. It yeah. So it's going it. to be like, hey, Jones, or it's going to be, hey, asshole. <laughs> and you're not, your first name doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Scott writes in, and this might be presumptuous. Uh, Do you have a power ranking of all the bathrooms in your house? Roth, you live in an apartment. Is that an obnoxious question to ask of you?
1: I mean, you know, we have two, which we're very lucky to have. Uh, And yeah, I guess I do. You know, there's definitely, it's weird. There's one of them that's like the one that my wife uses to do like makeup and hair and stuff like that. And so I think of it as sort of as her bathroom, but only for like, you know, 15 minutes a day. But I have to like, she has the capacity to be like, if she's getting ready for a suitably formal event, like she can occupy both bathrooms at the same time. Uh, which has forced me to like make some hard choices in the past that 's some strong woman energy it is that. she's she's impressed. a really remarkable lady uh but there is <laughs> yeah i mean I guess i do the the question is like i've never been i had this in high school there were ones where like if you i you know I knew better than to talk about it like at parties. But there were bathrooms where I was like, "It's an undiscovered gem on the second floor in the, the chemistry <laughs> classroom," you know, and like that was a totally different, uh, you know, sort of experience. I've never lived in a house with enough bathrooms that it was like the subject of heated debate.
0: I uh, I I live in a house with a few bathrooms, and we gave Hell all yeah. the bad bathrooms to the kids, so I'm not gonna go. I. I rank bathrooms strictly by my comfort shitting in the bathroom. Yes. Like, I think that's, you know, obviously that's what we're
1: all talking about here. We're we're adults. Yeah. We can be, well, be like grown you can about gauge this.
0: them by shower, but that to me is. I'm just gonna go by the toilet situation, and we have one in the basement where the toilet paper always falls off the toilet paper holder, and that's really on me because I'm the one who installed the toilet paper holder. But also, um, the toilet is too close to the wall, so I can't spread my left leg enough Mm -hmm. to accommodate like i sort of sit at an angle when i'm taking it's tough which you don't want you don't want to sit you
1: don't want to sit side saddle on a toilet while you're doing so the thing i've noticed as we've been so we to get to Maine, like we just do it station by station so we stay over at a lot of different places and i had i'm like way out of shape at like just being in a bed that isn't my own or let alone being in like an unfamiliar bathroom or shower sort of scenario and so like I haven't been, like, whiny about it, but it's been, like, in my head. Like, the shower at the place that we're staying now is, like, it's like a shower you might have on a submarine. Like, it's just, like, a little cylinder, and if I'm going to wash my hair, I need to keep my elbows tucked like I'm, like, defending myself from, like, a whatever. That's like a British shower. (laughs) Yeah, and it was it's really weird, and yet, like, being in there, I was like, I can't tell if this is strange or if I've just, like, only used the same bathrooms for, like, 18 months and forgot that, like, some showers really are different. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I also,
0: uh, I, I've, I, I resent the basement toilet because I feel like a toilet is sort <laughs> of the last safe space. Sentence. It's the last safe space for a man-to-man spread. Like, I was on a pool lounge the other day, and my, I had my legs just sort of flopped out, and my wife said, oh, those are too wide. And I'm like, it's my pool lounge. I can do whatever the fuck I want. But on a, on a toilet, nobody's going to see me Spread my legs to the fucking moon. Were there other and people if I around? I can't do that. What? On the, on the, uh, you mean on the toilet? No. Or on that's the- a
1: good question, too. And oh. let me just be clear. I'm assuming on that the, the answer pool. to there was no. The pool lens.
0: Yeah, I was at a, it was at a pool club, but I was wearing a bathing suit. Like my cock wasn't hanging
1: out. Yeah. Or I was, so like that. she was just like, she was like, no, that's, that, yeah, that's incorrect form. Like that's very- I was, it was one time where I, I, I blew her off, but I felt, I felt justified in blowing her off. I think it's excellent, the idea that, like, that's something I aspire to as I uh, sort of age into myself. As At some point, just I hope to sit down and instantly be told by someone close to me that the way I'm sitting is in very poor taste.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it'll happen to you. <laughs> I mean, you're in New York, so I assume. It'll, I mean, so anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Brandon Nix is our producer and engineer. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer. Our theme song is by Kirk Hamilton. You can listen to ad free episodes of The Distraction only on Stitcher Premium. Thanks to Roth and me, you can get a free month of Stitcher Premium right now. Just go to StitcherPremium.com and use the promo code DISTRACT. Ooh. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen. And subscribe to Defector.com, too, while you're at it. Roth, have a lovely vacation in Maine. Yeah, and maybe, maybe I'll see you. Yeah, uh, we're going to try street. to
1: work it out. But, um, yeah, have fun up here. And uh, thanks, everybody, right. for uh, making our vacation possible. Bye.
0: Bye. See you when we get
1: back.